Hey everyone, Kelby Bachman here to make a quick announcement before we get started. I have partnered with Gina Perry and Beat the Streets National in hopes to help raise money for their Gear Up campaign. The Gear Up campaign aims to provide youth with a new pair of wrestling shoes, headgear, and workout clothing. We've all been touched by wrestling in some shape or form, so now let us provide the same gift wrestling gave us to those who need it most. You can donate at national.beatthestreets.org slash letstalkwrestling or help spread the word about the Gear Up campaign. You can find the link and more information about the campaign in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. Now, let's talk some wrestling. Big John. Big John. Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245, kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip. And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. Big John. Big John. Big Bad John. Big John. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is Big Bad John by Jimmy Dean, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, John Helgerson. John was a two-time state place winner for North Fat, placing sixth as a junior and second as a senior. John went on to wrestle at Warburg, where he became entrenched as one of the best wrestlers in Warburg history. He was a three-time All-American, placing third, second, and finally winning it all as a senior. He was inducted into the Warburg Athletic Hall of Fame for his accomplishments, along with his college teammate Byron Tate this past Saturday, October 15th. John even competed at the storied Midlands Championships twice, placing fifth both times. With all these accolades, his walkout song is fitting since he really was, and still is, Big Bad John. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy John Helgerson. What are you actually, what are you actually up to now? Um, I work for Wells Fargo. I sell mortgages. So I'm a loan officer for Wells Fargo. Oh, okay. Yep. So I'm in Des Moines. I probably live 45 minutes away. I'm in Newton, Iowa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to the the Speedway the other day, the other weekend? No, I didn't. I didn't. They had like, um, Three really good concerts like Blake Shelton and Florida oh, George yeah. was there, and I didn't even know about it until the week before, and it was too late. So. Yeah, was Toby Keith there too? I thought just recently. I think Maybe so. Yeah. I mean, there's some pretty good acts there. I don't remember who it was though. Yeah. What What goes into being a loan officer? I mean, immediately when you say that, I feel like the perception is people are like, "Man, that's got to be boring" or whatever. But I bet it's more interesting, you know, than. People yeah. Get so I, I basically consult people on uh, what mortgages. So if they're trying to refinance or purchase a home, you know, take out equity, stuff like that, I'd be the one that kind of walks them through the options, let them know what's good and what's kind of best for their situation. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, basically I get paid commission on it. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of my role is just to walk the customer through their options and get them in the right fit so is that is that something like have you always been involved in numbers or like how'd you kind of segue into that after college well um 
actually through the wrestling connections. Um, really? So I was coaching wrestling and I was um, looking to move back to Iowa. And um, there's a lot of Grandview wrestlers that work there. And you know, I was talking to Nick Mitchell. He was the head coach at Grandview at the time. He's like, hey, you should talk to this guy. You know, they're they're killing it over there. Maybe see what if they have a job for you. And I called them and yeah, they're hiring. So I supplied and um, they really loved uh, athletes over there because they're driven and motivated and mm-hmm. they like my background. So, yeah, that's kind of how I fell into it just mm-hmm. through my wrestling connection. So, wow. Of course, you know, like that's it always follows you everywhere. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that doesn't necessarily seem like a job. Also just thinking about wrestling in the community wrestlers, um, you know, to be like kind of more stagnant, you know, like, would you consider it a desk job? Oh yeah. Yep. I'm in a cubicle, but I work from home. So we're working, uh, five days at home. And then next, next week I'll be in the office for five days back and forth. So, but yeah, it's be sitting in a cubicle when I'm in the office. Mm -hmm. So it's all over the phone. I never meet anyone in person. Um, it's all over the phone and through emails and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's the best job. It's that like, yeah, I was just thinking that's not really like a typically like wrestlers are kind of, they, they don't like to sit, you know, yeah. but, but it seems like you might be a little bit different, which is okay. You know, that's good. But like, yep. yep. So I think it's, I think it helps. It's very task oriented. So I'm oh. able to complete tasks and I can put my head down and work and get through my stuff. And so yeah, when I started there, there was probably 10 to 15 Grandview wrestlers there. Um, Nate and Nick Gallick from Iowa state, they both were managed there. So um, there's another, there's a Mueller that went to Iowa state. Um, Mitch works there. Yeah. Mitch Mueller works okay. there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of wrestlers there, but wow. it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of grind work, you know, putting in the phone calls, emails, getting your, through your tasks, being, being able to concentrate on, you know, mm-hmm. the task at, at hand and grind through it. So I think that's why they like athletes that can kind of put their head down and work. Yeah. That's an interesting point there that like athletes and wrestlers in general, like they work hard, but they, can do it in so many different ways, you know? Yeah. So that's yep. cool. Yeah. Um, so I like it a lot because I'm, I'm very task oriented. I like to make a check mark on my, my daily task. So mm-hmm. it's good. Would you say that was something that you, that you had while you were growing up wrestling and everything Were you goal focused, you know, task focused, obviously what you were going to do the day, what your goals were throughout yeah. the season. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I know, I know in school, I was, everyone hated busy work, but I love busy work. Cause then I can just like done, 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 you know, <laughs> something easy I could knock out, but same thing with wrestling, just, uh, you know, we had a pretty good lifting program in high school. So every morning or three days a week, you know, lifting shower, study hall, you know, class, go to practice, you know, whatever I need to do, it's kind of just a check it off the box sort of thing. Was that lifting? Was that your high school had that? Or was that like wrestling, football, you know, what, or was uh, it just like a high school thing that had the weightlifting program? Cause we didn't have one. 
you know? Yeah. I would say the football program kind of headed it up, but it was for everyone. You know, there was girls in there, you know, volleyball players and stuff like that. But it was it was headed up by the football team, but everyone was welcome there. Mm-hmm. We had pretty good buy-in for most of our athletes in high school. There wasn't a lot of people that didn't lift weights. And we'd have, like, speed training. We'd be doing, you know, um, footwork and ladder drills and hurdles and stuff like that. So good mobility stuff, too, every morning. Yeah, that's kind of taken off here too. I feel recently is is agility and and speed training like that. Like I think back when in high school it was kind of newer. Like I feel like some people were testing the waters, mm-hmm. but yeah, now it's been. It seems like it's awesome. You know, yeah, you guys are yep. out of the game. <laughs> yep, I'm a believer that you can teach athleticism to to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, footwork and. Uh, jumping and ability and stuff like that. You can teach a little bit of that. I mean, a lot of it's God given to at the end of the day, but you can, you can get a pretty good head start by starting that early. Mm -hmm. Where do you think you fell in that? Did you, did you have some uh, God given ability or um, did you have to work at it? I think I had to work at it. I mean, I did, I was pretty tall. I'm six, three, six, four. So I think that, you know, wrestling wise, I had a lot of leverage. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get to my legs, stuff like that. So I think that was good for me. But um, you know, I'm naturally just a big guy. But I think athletically, I, you know, I'm not very fast. I have like a 22 inch vertical. I like I, I can't. <laughs> I think straight up athleticism, I ain't very good. But something I had to work at. I think. Are those numbers why maybe you didn't pursue football? Or, or did you? Did you play a year at, at Warper? Yeah, I played uh, my first year. So I wanted to try both football and wrestling. And I tried both of them. And I think I would have, um, you know, if I would have stuck with football, I would have done fine. But I think I just ultimately chose wrestling. Yeah, I did try it uh, my freshman year at Warper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because you guys were, yeah, back when we were growing up, North Fat, man, they were, their football program was, like the best by far in the area, you know, yeah. some to Fred every once in a while, but yeah, you guys were just hammers. Would you make it to state three years while you were there? Got beaten the semis once. Yep. I, mean, I think my seventh or eighth grade year, we had our first losing season. It was like four and five. Mm-hmm. And our coaches just kind of had a wake up call. And that's when they started that weight program and the speed ah. training and as soon as we started that, we had a run where we were quarterfinals, semifinals every single year for six, seven years, you know? So mm-hmm. I think that was a huge part of it, but yeah. A lot, a lot of the coaches, like, were they there and they running it and like doing all the research or coach your football coaches were doing the ones doing this. Yep. So they had a program and they, would, you know, they hired like a, a company to do a program. Oh, yeah. And it would just kind of do personalized. You put in like your max lifts and stuff, and it would spit out a program for you to lift every single day and progressively overload. And yeah. Wow. But yeah, the football team, football coaches headed that up. There'd be a, a coach at every morning lift. You know, not every coach is there, but a coach would be there every morning. So nice. And who kind of spearhead or not spearheaded, but who who kind of funded that, if you will? Like, did the school kind of help out or 
did the coaches have to pool money together or something? Like for that know. program, you know, like yeah, I don't know. I bet it was uh, boosters, um, part of the school budget, maybe the football budget. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not 100 sure on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, so when did you start to wrestle? Then sounds like you played football in middle school. So like, when did you start kind of rolling around on the mat? Yeah, first time ever was seventh grade. I started. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd played basketball fourth, fifth, and sixth grade before that. And seventh grade, I guess all my friends were going out for wrestling. I'm like, why are you guys doing that? And then I <laughs> felt left out. And then actually my uh, seventh grade science teacher, he uh, he called me up one day. He's like, hey, I need to talk to you out in the hallway. I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> I don't remember cheating on a test. But maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> but he pulled me out. He's like, you and I need to talk. I think you should go out for wrestling. I'm like, oh, uh, you know, I haven't hadn't thought about it too hard, but my, I love my seventh grade science teacher, and you know, that's pretty much all it took for me to go out and try it. Um, and yeah, I've been wrestling since. Because <laughs> you said you were always kind of a taller kid, so it makes sense that you'd play basketball. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I wasn't very good. I was a kind of a chunky kid in middle school. I think I averaged like four points a game. I wasn't, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very good at it. Were you good so at wrestling? Wrestling wasn't a huge leap for me. It's like, I'm not going to leave something I'm good at. You know? yeah. yeah. Were you good at wrestling when you kind of started? No, I don't think so. I was, you have about a 500 record every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I got better every year, but you know, everyone got better. So I was always just kind of 500. And then my junior year, I grew like six, seven inches. I was like six, three all of a sudden. And <laughs> I gained 40 pounds because I grew so much and I was 215. And I just had an awesome year, my junior and senior year. So I think that, that height really helped me with the leverage and stuff. So, geez, so 40 pounds. So you were, you're sitting there at like what? 170. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're wrestling 215. Yeah. So my freshman year, I cut a bunch of weight. I got down to 145. I wrestled 145 as a freshman. I'm like, oh, I can't play football this small. So I just gained it all back. So I was cut down to 171 the next year. Mm-hmm. And then next year I had a growth spurt and I was 215 my junior year. And then my senior year, I had to cut down to 215. I was like 235. Why? So, why? First off, why would you do that? Why would you cut down to 215 instead of staying at heavyweight? Um, I think I was always kind of naturally about 215. And, you know, my senior year, I was wrestling Brian Rodas and I wrestled uh, Blake Raising that year who won it. I had a real close match with him. Um, so I was kind of going back and forth. Maybe I should do heavyweight. Maybe I should do 215. But I think ultimately, I coaches and I decided 215 was probably the best. Mm-hmm. And um, what was it like wrestling 171 and making that giant leap to 215? Like, that's that's a jump. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was too bad because, like I said, I grew up six, seven inches, I swear. And so I kind of fit naturally in that 215 mm-hmm. so i think i had a huge advantage because uh i still wrestled like i was 171 
and I was wrestling kids that maybe didn't move as well, but I was still wrestling like I was mm-hmm. 171, and I think it gave me a huge advantage that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you know, like your era, I remember, was kind of that beginning era to the – to the smaller heavy upper weights, you know, mm-hmm. typically when you think of 215 and heavyweight, you're thinking of just kind of a big pudgy guy out there, but you, and then there was Ben Lehman. Yeah. Guys like that were just a little smaller, quicker, more explosive. It was, it started to make it fun to watch the upper weights. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I don't, I always root for the lighter heavyweight nowadays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember like Dustin Fox from, Northwestern. He was a big roly poly guy. Like he was a national champ that year, but I always yeah. ridiculed him. <laughs> like he's too big. Yeah. Um, how big or how important was it? I remember Blake Suko transferring in. I think was it your was it your junior year or was he a year older than you? Like how big was that yeah. to have somebody like that come into your program that was very successful? Yeah, I think that was huge, too, because, you know, like I said, I jumped up to 215 in that year, and he came in at 189. So Mm -hmm. I wrapped with him, like, every single day, and it was awesome to have a, you know, wrestling partner like him because he was was always state-ranked ever since a freshman. You know, he Mm -hmm. was always a really good wrestler, and to have him to scrap around with and, you know, just a different look every day, it was – I think I jumped levels – throughout the my junior year because he was in the wrestling room every day for yeah. sure did you like <clears throat> when you went into high school did you see yourself having kind of this, the success in wrestling that you were going to have or were you kind of more so leaning towards football yeah um i'd say everything i did in high school was for football and then wrestling was just a surprise yeah <laughs> i you know like i said wrestling i was never really that great at it um kind of a 500 record every year and then junior year i just i don't know had a really awesome year so it was a huge surprise actually so but every time i lifted weights or went for a run on our gravel road it was i was thinking about football Mm -hmm. so wrestling was a huge surprise when it came around yeah what what kind of clicked that junior year for you um, I, I don't know. I think it was, you know, Blake Duco came in. Um, I jumped up to 215. Um, and I think, you know, having some success right away at 215, you know, seeing that I can beat people, it only made me, made my offense going to overdrive. I'm like, wow, I can take these guys down. So I'll hit an ankle pick and outside singles and, you know, if I was standing there for more than 20 seconds, I was getting bored. So I was just, I, was, I shot so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was taking ter- I was taking terrible shots, but, you know, all that repetition, you know, and all mm-hmm. the pressure I was able to put on, you know, those bigger guys, they'd wear out. And I think that helped too. Yeah. After your success, your junior year, when you got sixth, I mean, was that when it started to maybe come into your mind that wrestling at the next level might be an option? Like, did people start kind of calling you like, hey, what's up? You want to come wrestle here? Or have you thought about it? Was that kind of when yeah. that started to build? Yep. Yep. I'd be getting letters and phone calls, you know, especially my senior year. Um, you know, a big part of the reason I chose Warburg is they had a 
coach come to like almost every single one of my home wrestling mates mm-hmm. or progressing did. So I'd see them, you know, every week or two. And it was just, it was an easy, easy decision. Once I had to make that decision to go to Warburg, you know, mm-hmm. they were all over me about it. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The pressure definitely ramped up my senior year from colleges. Yeah. Did you, did you get kind of from all over the place? Did you get some D one offers and like, or was it mostly local D three to schools? Yeah, it was mostly a local D3. I was still pretty green. Um, like I said, I was just shooting in and not setting anything up. I was just, I was just kind of a tall, athletic 215-pounder. I was very green still. So it was mostly D3s, a little interest from Upper Iowa, D2, but no D1 mm-hmm. school came knocking. What about football? Were you getting some good offers from football too? Uh, kind of the same thing, D3s, D2s. You know, I think Minnesota State, um, Mankato came and talked to me and had some interest. But, yeah, mostly just smaller local schools still. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did, did you talk to Warburg about wanting to play football too? Like, did you kind of talk to the football coach as well? And Yep, yep. Football coaches were on me too. So, coach at that time was Eric Kaler. Um, he was their head coach. But I definitely wanted to play football there. And I definitely wanted to try wrestling. So I I probably went to football knowing I was going to try both. But I definitely wanted to go there to play football because that was still, you know, my first love. But then when I got there and I tried both programs and I thought I'd have more success wrestling at that point once I got to Warburg. Mm-hmm. Really, it's interesting you say that because you, you just said how green you were, you know, wrestling. So you were probably a pretty seasoned football player. So why did you choose wrestling, you know, over football? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, my freshman year at Warburg, I think I had some success as a true freshman. I could see that, you know, maybe I could be an All-American someday. Um, but really, what it really came down to was – I hate when people say this, but I didn't really like the football coaches there. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was, I mean, it was fine, but it was more like they would tell you everything you did wrong throughout the day. And then you go to wrestling and they would tell you everything you did right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it was this different attitude there. You know, wrestling was, they would build you up every single day. Even if you, even if you suck, you know, I mean, they would be like, yeah, you did really good. You did this really good. You may work on this, but you went out and killed it. But football is more like, well, you did this wrong. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. And it just, I don't know. I, I kind of really just had a better relationship with the coaches and I really just enjoyed the program more. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I thought I could be more successful yeah. as a wrestler. I appreciate the honesty there because like, I'm, I'm kind of more so that way. I like, I like the pat on the back. I like to kind of hear some praise. Yeah. Of course. Give me some criticism too. Um, but yeah, you know, like also tell me what's right. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think we all in a way, like, obviously we want to be praised a little bit, you know? Yeah. So I, I can understand that completely, you know? Yeah. And I think where I was that at the time, cause I was very green and, 
you know, I wasn't a state champ in high school and I was kind of scared to try college wrestling because all you think about or all I grew up knowing was, you know, the Iowa wrestling program. And it's, it makes it sound like it's like a boot camp or like, you know, it's going to be super hard, you know, Dan Gable training. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I thought college wrestling was going to be. And I was kind of scared to do it. So I'm like, I'm not even a state champ. Like I don't even belong in the college wrestling room. And then I get there and all I do is just tell you how good you are and how good you could be. And you could be a national champ. And you know, I kind of needed to hear that from them because if they were telling me I wasn't doing things right, I would probably just, you know, prove myself right. Cause I didn't think I deserved to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Even, so even after the success you had in high school, you know, sixth and second, like, you know, and you wrestled tough kids, like you said, Brian, Blake raising went on to wrestle at Iowa, like wrestling tough. I mean, you still had this self doubt. It seems like, and quite a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I said, I thought college wrestling was, you know, university of Iowa. Like I don't, I can't yeah. compete with that, you know, cause we actually had an assistant in high school that went to Warburg. Um, can't think of his name. Oh, it'll come to me, but he was a heavyweight there, but he was, he was all of 320 pounds when he was coaching me. And I just, I couldn't even move that guy in high school. So I don't know. I just had some self doubt about, cause I, I was wrestling at Warburg, you know, with multiple time state champs, people that were good in high school, you know, done a lot of things. They were transferred from D1 programs. You know, we're wrestling at Warburg, so I didn't, you know, I kind of had some self-doubt about whether I could make it there or not. But, <laughs> you know, I think it kind of helped me, too, because I always had a chip on my shoulder. I always knew that, hey, you know, I don't belong here. The least I can do is work my butt off and not work everyone here. Mm-hmm. And I just tried to do that every single day, and I think it really helped me get better because I had a chip on my shoulder, had to prove that I could, you know, you know, the least I could do is just fight my butt off and try not to get pinned every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that wasn't the case at all. I was, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I went in, I did decent every day. I just didn't think I was, you know, mm-hmm. I just had to go out and prove it to myself and to the coaches every day. Yeah. When did, when did the kind of the light switch turn on when you start to feel like you're, you know, hey, I might be actually kind of good at this, or I might be able to do some big things here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say um, probably the end of my freshman year at Warburg, you know, the the starting heavyweight for us, he got he was a national runner up, and I knew that I could go toe to toe with him and practice every single day. So when he got national runner up, I was like, Yo, I could I could be a national runner up. <laughs> if he can do it, I can do it because I can. You know, him and I went back and forth all year. So, you know, sophomore year, I stepped in and got the starting job. And I think I was, you know, confident right away that I could be successful. Yeah, and you were. Um, Before we get to that, I forgot to kind of ask, were there any wrestlers or athletes in in your family? Uh, No. I mean, my grandpa wrestled in high school. Mm -hmm. He'd be the first to tell you it wasn't very good, but yeah. <laughs> that was literally my grandpa was like literally the only other wrestler I knew in my family. My dad didn't, my brother didn't, none of my cousins did. Mm-hmm. 
something like that. So did they do any sports? Yeah. Like my brother, football, basketball track, um, Mm -hmm. you know, all my cousins were very athletic and played football and other sports, but no wrestlers. Really? So, so the only, really the only reason you did it was because some of your friends were doing it and you're like, Hey, yeah, what's this about? My friends are doing it. My seventh grade science teacher, Doug Engel, uh, he pulled me out and he's actually a middle school wrestling coach for West Delaware now. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So that's interesting that you say that, like, uh, you know, your friends pulled you off and wanted to wrestle. Normally it's kind of the other way around where, people are going, Hey, let's play basketball. Like that seems the more, what more kids are drawn to, you know? Yeah. So it's funny I, that they wanted to wrestle. Yeah. That's a good point. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Actually, I guess I was in a lucky situation where my friends <laughs> wanted to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my friends are kind of big chunker guys too. And they're all kind of my size and yeah, we kind of stuck together there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, North Fayette has – they're not like a traditional power. They've had some pretty solid, strong teams and things. You know, was that the case kind of when you were growing up? Were they pretty solid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, i say we're a solid team. You know, we never made the state duels or anything or mm-hmm. anything like that. But, you know, we were kind of right there to win our conference, mm-hmm. you know, every, every other year or something. So, um, I think we won it in my freshman year or something like that so mm-hmm. yeah we were always solid we were never you know state duels or anything like that but we were we had some good athletic guys mm-hmm. pretty well so yeah so i guess yeah circling back to to warburg you know you you step in as a sophomore and and boom you get third i mean did you did, did you know that like was that kind of the goal was to be an all-american you know going into it even though you had this doubt you hadn't even wrestled the varsity yet you know yeah well uh, i think definitely yeah because um my sophomore year you know there's some good guys there's some good heavyweights that Warburg recruited and you know i wasn't even sure i was going to start that year but which helped me because i had to push myself even harder and I think throughout the year I had some good wins over nationally ranked guys, and I was the third. I was a third seed at nationals that year, so I was expecting mm-hmm. to uh, be right up there. Mm-hmm. When when they recruit other kids to come in at your weight, what does that do to you as the athlete who is at that weight? You know, like you see what I'm saying? Like when they're recruiting and this kid has all this accolades, it's heavyweight or whatever. Like, do you go, I thought I was the guy or what, what does that do for you as the athlete? Uh, For me personally, it motivated me because my freshman year, I didn't start and going into my sophomore year, you know, all of a sudden we have like four new heavyweights. I just took it as a challenge, you know, Mm -hmm. because if I gotta, if I gotta start, I gotta beat these other guys. And, so I think it motivated me personally because, mm-hmm. you know, I just had to prove myself again to, to be on the team. And I think mm-hmm. I did that throughout the year. So, yeah. Um, did you guys rest, have wrestle offs or did you go to tournaments? And it, was, I, and it was similar to, you know, some schools where they go to tournaments and you get a feel and mm-hmm. is that kind of how uh, it was. We didn't really have wrestle offs. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of, 
yeah, go through tournaments, go through duels. Everyone kind of gets their chance. Um, but at the end of the year, the, the, the coaches pick the team. Um, you know, there were some instances where guys are pretty even and that warranted a wrestle off at the end of the year. Um, but normally it's, you're the starter and we're going with you, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing at the end of the year. I've always been interested. What do you, you know, what, what's your opinion on a wrestle off? Cause I feel like a lot of people is like, it's hard to judge a wrestle off because you, you practice with them probably every day. So, you know, kind of how they wrestle and it's probably going to be, you know, neck and neck. Yeah. But so yeah. just curious what your opinion is on a wrestle off. I kind of like it. Um, I like it the way the Warburg did it where they don't wrestle off. Cause mm-hmm. I've, I think mean, you get too used to wrestling the same guy. And I think it, you know, the underdog probably has the better because it's hard to beat a guy, you know, six, seven times, you know? So eventually mm-hmm. you might end up with a guy that just might have a guy's number. And um, I like the way Warper did it where he kind of chose the guy that let the, let the wrestlers prove it throughout the year. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my point. But mm-hmm. I, I know other schools, you know, I coached at Northern Illinois university for a while and I've heard other, you know, D1 programs, they have weekly or monthly wrestle-offs for the spot every all the time. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't mm-hmm. really like them. But what What's the thought behind it? Did you ever get like, um, did you ever ask or get an explanation what the thought is behind? That seems really frequent every month or weekly. Like, that, that yeah. seems pretty frequent. Did you ever kind of ask what what the thought was behind that? I think it's just the motivation because the guy knows he's going to have another shot next month. Better button things up and get better and be ready for next month. You mm-hmm. know, whereas if the guy knows he ain't going to start because the other guy's got the starting position, maybe just, well, screw it. I can't, I can't make the team. Mm-hmm. So why, why am I busting my butt so much? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's their, their position on the wrestle off so frequently. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. You yeah. know, and it constantly keeps the starter on their toes and yeah. constantly gives somebody else the, you know, at least, at least it's not like, Hey, you're one and done. You know, it's like, Hey, we've given you multiple options to prove yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. That's kind of what they were thinking mm-hmm. on that. So, so, um, so you get third at nationals, like we said, you know, you got beat um, Dan Laurent. It's just a stud. You know what he went at three times, three times, crazy. You know, yeah. Like, and and so then you come back, you know, and following that success, you're, you're going into your junior year. I mean, did you did the bar just keep getting higher for you after each kind of milestone you hit? Yeah, I'd say my my junior year, I think I had like a sophomore slump. Like I don't, I think towards the end of the year. I was kind of ready to be done. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, I remember going in my in the nationals my junior, and I was like, God, I hope I can just be an all-American because I'm. I think I was burnt out. I think I was. I don't know. I was kind of ready for it, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I found myself in the finals that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just got to get through this tournament. I just rest my butt off and made the final somehow, but 
Yeah, I, I don't think I, because I was a third seed as a sophomore, and then I was a fifth or sixth seed as a junior. I wasn't, I didn't have that great of a year. I had a sophomore slump there, but because mm-hmm. my my sophomore year, we had an awesome group of seniors: um, Aaron Wernemont and Justin Hanson, um, Jacob Helvey, Zach McCray. They were all NCAA finalists, and we were not favored to win the title my sophomore year, but we had an awesome senior group and I really, my first time being on a lineup, I wanted to, I didn't want to let them down because I know mm-hmm. they were that national title hard because we weren't favored to win. Mm-hmm. I want to do everything I could to send them out on top and, you know, I ended up getting third and helping the team and we ended up winning the national title that year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and my, yeah, my junior year, I kind of had a slump. I was, I don't know, by the end of the year, I was kind of burnt out. Mm-hmm. And then my senior year, I was laser focused, ready to go. I was ready to go first day of practice. I was in shape and ready to kick butt that year. Yeah. How how do you, how do you fight that, you know, burnout feeling, you know, how do you kind of push through that? Cause I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of wrestlers and athletes in general feel that, you know, especially towards the end of the year, like how, how do you, how do you battle through that mentally, physically, like, what's that like um i don't know man it's i know one thing you know byron tate he was a three-time national champion he was my teammate 197 pounder him and i got into ice ice baths we got to doing that every single day and i don't know if that was the key ingredient but my legs were fresh coming in the scene coming in the national tournament so i felt the best i've ever felt my senior year I don't know if that it was the ice bags or maybe I just more mature and took care of myself better, but I think that was one thing, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a grind. And I think my fourth year going through it, I was just ready. I was just more prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Play. Yeah. Was there ever like a crossroads where you're like, man, maybe I'm kind of burnt out of this completely, you know, or did you know that you had to like, I got to change something. I got to refocus. You know, it seems like it kind of came to a why the fork in the road where, you know. Yep. Yeah, I think my junior year, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that focused. I ended up getting second, and it, mm-hmm. it hurt big time because I'm like, wow, I was right there to win it, and I think I was laser focused from then on to, you know, accomplish my goal of being a national champ. So, yeah, it was kind of a, a fork rose there, but. You know, that's part of being on a great team or wrestling that everyone's got the same goal. So it was easy to get back into the saddle and do whatever, what everyone else was doing, you know, mm-hmm. everyone else had the same goal and was doing the same things. And, you know, that kind of helped pull you up by the bootstraps there. Yeah. Do, do you think your coaches could sense that, you know, that there might be some burnout there or that they can sense that you're kind of like, doubting or you know there's some were, were they able to kind of catch that and talk to you um i think so yeah because i had a great heavyweight coach there uh chris ortner um he's the head coach at don bosco now but mm-hmm. he i mean we've had a heavyweight all-american i think for 20 some straight years and he was a big part of that really yeah so i think it was back to like 1997 to like 20 
think 2021 or something, we've had a heavyweight all American every year. <laughs> so Dang. he was a big part of that. And I think he knew, you know, he's like, you just got to get through this, this week. We're going to, we're training hard this week. And then the next week we're back in way off. So that's what I told myself. I just have to get through this week and we backed off the next week, but yeah, I think they can sense, um, when you're not feeling the best, I've had days where I've had days where I feel good and I just wasn't putting it together on the map. You know, I was taking bad shots. You know, I'd felt good. I'm like, I don't know why it's not working. You know, I would just like, you said you're going to have those bad days and they could sense that, you know, something was off, but they weren't worried about it. Mm-hmm. Seen that before, but yeah, I think they can, I think as a coach, you can definitely see, you know, daily, how a guy's doing mm-hmm. for sure. Um, when you say they backed off, like, I feel like when, you know, the big speculation is when teams are getting closer to nationals, it's all about like, yeah, backing off and when to push the right buttons, you know, when to push them, when to not, like, was that kind of how it was at Warburg where, you know, it was kind of a mix. Yeah. Yeah. I, I specifically remember like we'd have our, conference tournament, which qualified for nationals. And we'd have two weeks in between. And the first week after we went pretty hard, trained pretty hard. And then the week before we really backed off and it was just drilling and, you know, we'd drill one day, we'd go to the pool, swim around a little bit, pretty laid back, just get your weight under control and get healthy and be ready to go by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a good recipe for success. It's, it's kind of like, you know, if, if you kind of like, if you don't know what we're doing by now towards the end of the season, going into nationals, like, what are we doing? So, yeah, you know, it seems like yeah. a good tactic to just kind of you know, back off the mat a little bit. Yeah. I didn't fully understand it when, until I started coaching and then I could take a step back and like, Oh, that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And this is all, they got this all planned out. <laughs> Yeah. What kind of fun activities did you do? Or did you do like fun activities or did you just kind of do relaxing wrestling activities? Like on our, on the slow week. Yeah. It wasn't anything fun. It was just kind of, um, may come in, may wrestle hard for 30, 40 minutes and get out of there. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I remember one time we just went to the pool and just kind of swam around and it wasn't, it wasn't a workout. It was just kind of a, get off your feet and relax sort of thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to ask, do you, did you like the ice baths? Yeah. Some I really people like them and some people like hate them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I liked it. I would just go waist deep. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. I think it really helped me. Um, I, Coach Ortner wanted us to, me and Byron, he'd do a, put us in a hot bath. And we get out and jump into the cold bath, you know, neck deep. Yeah. <laughs> and then you you just be hyperventilating because you can't breathe and you jump in the hot and you go back in the cold. So I didn't like that at all, man. Yeah. I, I, I told her I don't want to do that again. <laughs> uh, yeah. How hot was the hot bath? Like, what's that? How hot was the hot bath? I don't know. It's kind of like a hot tub, probably 100 degrees or so. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Yeah, so it was a shock. But <laughs> you go back and forth, maybe your fourth, fifth time. It's like, oh, this 
jumping in the cold, it wasn't that bad anymore. Mm -hmm. I kind of got acclimated to it. Yeah. Did you do, um, sorry, jumping around a little bit. I remember talking to, I think it was Shane, maybe Haven Strait after like playing at the uni dome and that was on like turf and like Mm -hmm. they would shower or whatever. And they would just have like turf burns and it would burn. Like that happened to you guys. Yeah. In the playoffs. Yeah. 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 Cause they had that AstroTurf. It was like playing football on concrete. It was so bad. And they got, they got good turf. Now it feels like a real field, but yeah. Yeah. It was just roll out carpet. <laughs> playing on tennis. That had to suck. Yeah. It sucked, man. Like we had those uh, rash guards on our elbows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you get tore up pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to like people don't think about that, but man, yeah, that would, that would suck when you're getting tackled. You know, especially you on you know in the trenches on the offensive line, like yeah, some big guy lands on you, or moving you. Oof. Yeah, yeah, it sucks when you tackle someone and you're, you kind of skid across the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you, you kind of mentioned that, um, you had like a, so- a, a sophomore slump your junior year. Was that your first year when you, though, when you wrestled at Midlands? No. So my first year was my senior year. And then I was coaching at Warburg after I graduated and Byron Tate was going to go to Midlands again. And I'm like, I'll do it again. I thought that was a hell of a lot of fun. So yeah. So my second time was when I was coaching. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. What, how did they decide that you, you know, cause you were probably one of a couple, probably, like you said, Byron wrestled there. I mean, there was how many more D three kids were there, you know, like, yeah. And there was um, you. I know Luther took some kids. I mean, there was probably all together, maybe 10, 15 D three guys at Midlands. A little more than I thought, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. So my senior, I think there's three D3 placers, me, Byron, and another kid from like Dukes, like East Coast. He got like sixth or seventh or something. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty pretty cool to have three division three place winners there. Yeah. What's the decision go behind you guys going? Um, It was. To go to Midlands is completely optional. We didn't make anyone go. It was just kind of like, I think me and Byron asked our coaches if we could go. And they, because it's an invite, so you have to let Northwestern know, hey, we got some kids that want to go. And you have to, like, try to get them registered. So it wasn't open. It is is an open. I don't know. I thought it was an invite. But, yeah, you basically just let the coaches know and they – they line it up and if you want to go so yeah what made you want to go uh byron going like if you're gonna go i'm gonna go (laughs) (laughs) yeah because he asked me if like i would i'm like yeah heck why not (laughs) gosh yeah did he get he get runner up that year yeah he did he got second easy awesome yeah and even you placing fifth like i read an article that you and him scored like 27 team points or something like just the two of you tied for like 19th or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We beat a lot of D one teams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Did that only two of us? Yeah. Did that only boost your confidence? Like getting fifth place at a prestigious, you know, tournament like the Midlands. Yeah. I think it gave me a lot of confidence because I, you know, went in there, went toe to toe with the D one guys. And I think I, I think I beat four D one ranked wrestlers that weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was, my confidence was an all time high. I felt like, you know, I'm going to go in and win D three nationals. You know, I felt, felt good about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. That's just, it's just tough. You know, um, you don't realize how tough levels of wrestling are, you know, until you get them to wrestle and scrap against one another. And, you know, Warburg has always been one of the best D3 programs, you know, so to see them having success, it just proves that, you know, yeah, maybe the whole team isn't D1 people, but like they yeah. have D1 talent for sure. Absolutely. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of, I'll say a lot of D3 champs are, you know, D1 NCA qualifier um, caliber guys. Yeah. There's some champs, I think, be all Americans mm-hmm. in D1. But yeah, I think, I think it's people underrate the D3 wrestler for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, when we kind of started talking, you said that um, you were pretty green. And so there were, any D1 offers and here you are as a senior, you know, beating these D1 kids. Yeah. You know, that had to feel pretty, pretty rewarding. Yeah. And kind of chip on my shoulder out, you know, I, if I knew I was wrestling a D1 guy, it was, it meant a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. So definitely chip on your shoulder when, when you get a chance, you get a crack at them. Yeah. Uh, and you, I didn't know that you wrestled, um, as a coach, what was that kind of, kind of like, you know, were you still in pretty good wrestling shape, obviously, since you were wrestling every day with the kid, with the guys? Yeah. Yep. I, I thought I was in pretty good shape still. And, you know, I, I love to work out. I just on my own too. So I was mm-hmm. wrestling and lifting weights still and running. So I felt like I was in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. And Byron was like, Hey, let's, let's run it back. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah. That was his senior year, so he was going to go again. And I'm like, hey, if you're going to go, you know, I want to be in your corner, and I might as well wrestle too while I'm over there. How did he do that next year? What's that? How did he do that next year? Um, so I guess you got fifth. Yeah. How how'd Byron do? I think he got fifth or sixth that next year because mm-hmm. that, that bracket was tough that, he, mm-hmm. that his senior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he got beat by an Edinburgh kid that ended up being a national runner up there. Because I think he, he he was wrestling that one. I think it was like nine to nine or something. And then I think he got taken down to his back and he ended up losing like uh, 15 to nine or something mm-hmm. in the end. And that guy was a D1 national runner up that year. Jeez. Yeah, Chris, Chris Honeycutt. Oh. Yep. That, mm-hmm. Okay. Dang. So he lost to him on the front side. I forget how it all shaked up, but you get like fifth or sixth that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you get back to back fifth places. I mean, yeah. that's, Two-timer. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. You know? Um, so you win your national title. How satisfying was it, 
you know, to finally, because it, it seemed like you were always close. You know, you got second as a high school senior to Kyle Simonson. You get third and second, you know, to finally reach the pinnacle. Yeah, that was like a huge weight off my shoulders, man. I was, I'd wake up smiling for a week. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? the week after we'd have, you know, it'd be the whole team together every single day. We're, you know, going out, having fun. And it was just kind of a bliss after that because mm-hmm. we we're team champs and I was um, individual champ. It was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, you only lost twice at that national tournament to the same guy who ended up being a three-time champ. Like, yeah. just, you know, your, your overall career, looking back on it, I mean, three-year starter, third, second, first. I mean, you one of the one of the top guys, you know, yeah. in Warburg history. Like, and coming in as a freshman in high school, like, is that where you saw the end game? Or were you just <laughs> – going to get better i just wanted to survive the workouts and the training (laughs) you know being a national champ wasn't even on my radar the first year you know Mm -hmm. it was a a process and happy the way it turned out uh yeah Yeah. i would have had my chance my senior to wrestle that dan loran again yeah better version of myself that year Mm mm-hmm yeah. Does that does that still bug you? You know, like in the back of your mind, does it every once in a while like kind of just irritate you? Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish him nothing but the best, but yeah, it just sucked that I had to lose to him twice. Yeah. At nationals, but yeah. Something you always wish you could wrestle him again just to see. You know? <laughs> right. When you lost in the, you know, your junior year. You know, did it bring any like deja vu or did, did, was there any like some tough moments after the fact, you know, like you lost in the finals your senior year at state. Now you lose again in the finals. Was there ever like some doubt creeping in where you're like, hey, maybe I just can't get it done? Um, no. Um, cause I, you know, I think the both times I knew that I was right there mm-hmm. and, I knew that I started wrestling a little late and I knew I was probably just behind the eight ball on that one. I was just, you know, another year I would have, you know, accomplished it and no, but no, I, I wasn't deterred by it. Um, my junior year, I was just ready to go the next year. I was going to make sure I got it done the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I could tell like um, my sophomore year when I wrestled, that Dan Laurent, I was, mm-hmm. I was all over that guy. I was in on his legs like five, six times. And I just, he was a big dude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was really close to, you know, scoring some takedowns on him. And then my junior, when I wrestled him, ain't nothing happened, man. He, didn't, I couldn't, <laughs> he stood there and I couldn't even get to his legs. He was ready for me that year and mm-hmm. the close match, but did you ever feel undersized? Cause did you wrestle? I mean, you wrestled heavyweight, but I mean, what was your weight kind of at when you were wrestling? About two thirty-five. I was at, wow. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever feel that difference? Uh, yeah. Especially like my sophomore and junior year of college, I could tell that, man, if I just had a little bit more horsepower, I would 
this match would, would have came out different. But mm-hmm. I think my senior, I did have a little bit more horsepower. I was a little I filled filled in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could tell. You know, there's some guys. I'm like, I better be careful shooting in on <laughs> for sure. What What was your? Um, I talked to Blake Raising. I kind of asked him the same thing. Um, but like your your diet being a heavyweight, you know, like I think the perception is, well, you got 50 pound leeway, you know, because as lighter guys, you're like, man, I can only eat so much or I only have a couple pounds. But I mean, you have like 50 pounds you could hypothetically gain and still make weight, but that's not obviously going to be good for you. So like, what was that kind of like? Um, I basically just, you know, at one point I was down to 220 just because I couldn't keep the weight on because, you know, we're training so hard and, but I had the, the cafeteria pass, you know, the meal <laughs> program. So I would, I would go in after practice and I would sit there for an hour and a half and just try to eat as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And they eat one meal, sit there, watch some TV and then go back for more. And I always try to eat good stuff, you know, meat and potatoes and veggies and glass of milk, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Try to, just try to keep the weight on. If I didn't, I'd be, be losing weight. Mm-hmm. So 235 was me just full feed, just trying to keep the weight on. How many calories do you think you were eating in a day just to try to I, keep the weight on? I have no idea. <laughs> That'd be, I don't know, four or 5,000. Jeez. I can't like, and you know, some people are envious of that. I am not one of them. I think that would suck to eat that many calories and just to constantly be eating. That's what it feels like anyway, that you were probably constantly eating if you weren't wrestling. Yeah. I don't think I was, I would, I would just have a big meal for breakfast, try to have a big meal for lunch and then dinner. I would have a couple meals. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't really snacking all day because then I'd be too full to wrestle come the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I don't want to wrestle with a, full stomach, you know, mm-hmm. people or anything like that. So I'll just try to have some big, bigger meals and then really try to put some food down and for dinner. Yeah. Did you kind of, or do some research or did your coaches kind of help you out with that to know what to put in your body? So you were still feeling your best while still keeping weight on. Uh, yeah. Coaches helped a little bit. Um, I was a fitness management major. Oh, yep, yep. So I was kind of doing that research on my own and stuff. So I didn't get too into it. I was just trying to take in some calories and not, you know, stay away from the desserts and just try to eat, (laughs) you know, some big meals. Yeah. So as a fitness manager, is breakfast the most important meal of the day? (laughs) Depends on who you ask. (laughs) (laughs) I would always eat breakfast Mm because. I'm a big guy and I get hungry about nine o'clock anyway. So I always ate breakfast, but you know, you ask me about this intermittent fasting and people seem to love that. So I, I don't think it would hurt you to have breakfast. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a believer in breakfast, but yeah. depends on who you ask, I guess. Yeah. What, what was kind of your, your daily diet? You said meat and potatoes. Did you eat like a lot of eggs? Did you stay away from bacon? Kind of, you know, were there foods that you wouldn't recommend? Yeah, a lot of eggs. You know, um, I, yeah, true. I stayed away from bacon. I still don't really like bacon to this day. Mm-hmm. Just 
because I look at it and I'm like, this is a slab of fat. This is chewy fat. Like, I'm not a huge fan of bacon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I would stay away from the fried foods. Yeah. Um, and I didn't drink pop. Um, it was basically just a cup of sugar. So I wouldn't drink pop or fried foods or a whole lot of desserts. But everything else, I would pretty much eat. Mm-hmm. Was it just all water? Um, or would you mix in like milk water and milk really that's it yeah it was some orange juice maybe mm-hmm. stuff like that but yeah water milk orange juice that's pretty much all i had yeah what, what about apple juice i love apple juice um it's my favorite juice but yeah i don't think it's very good for me <laughs> yeah i don't know there might be a lot of sugar in apple juice but yeah. i wasn't an apple juice fan I mean, I would drink a glass right now, but it's not something I would seek out, you know? Yeah. More of an orange juice guy. Uh, what about pulp or no pulp? I like the pulp. You do? For no reason. It's just like, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. there's any nutritional benefit in it, but I just like the pulp. Yeah. Did you, would you ever like experiment making your own orange juice or making your own protein shakes or anything like that? Or did you just kind of leave that up to the people, the professionals? Yeah, I didn't really do that. No. Um, protein shakes, maybe. They put it in my oatmeal or glass of milk, something like that, but never got too creative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oatmeal. Dude, my my dad loves oatmeal. I don't mind it. I put milk in it. Is that, like, I feel like that's that must make it good. I don't feel like you have to put milk in it. <laughs> yeah. The only way I do it. <laughs> yeah if you put just water in it it kind of just i don't know makes no, i don't know how you do it actually mm-hmm. water <laughs> um sorry yeah tailed off a little bit there but um your 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 post your post college wrestling career was very successful too did you know like did you have a feeling you were going to continue to wrestle after college um no i didn't really didn't really know if i was or not you know, as far as the freestyle stuff, something I wasn't going to try, but then, uh, Eric Keller, he's the head coach to Warburg now. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, the last chance qualifiers in Cedar Falls, it's like 15 minutes away. Just go ahead and try it. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's like, what do you got to lose is we'll pay for it. Just go down there and wrestle. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I'll go ahead and try it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And by golly, I ended up winning that last chance qualifier and now I have to go to Iowa city for the, <laughs> Olympic team trials mm-hmm. two weeks later. So super glad I did it for sure. Otherwise, without Eric Keller, I wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. That's funny. You know, it's kind of like the Midlands thing where Byron's like, hey, you want to come with me? Uh, okay, okay. Hey, you yeah. want to wrestle in this last chance qualifier? Oh, okay. And then, yeah, yeah, you go dang win the thing. And that was your first ever freestyle. Yeah, yep. So they kept it simple for me. It's just mm-hmm. take them down and don't get taken down and don't get pushed out. Mm-hmm. We didn't really work on my top game at all. Just kind of mm-hmm. worked on defending the gut or defending the lace and just kind of worried about uh, just beat people on my feet, really. Mm-hmm. It kept it simple for me. It wasn't a huge change for me. Don't go out of bounds and don't get taken down. So yeah. <laughs> you're fine. Oh, how – you said was it like a week before so were you even training for it you were just staying in shape like i mean just how- a month before mm-hmm. i knew i was gonna go 
So I was, I was in the room working on a little bit of freestyle um, with a bunch of the guys. There's a few Warper guys that went down to that last chance qualifier too. So I would say it's maybe a month before we were training, mm-hmm. working on the freestyle aspect sort of things. But yeah. And, cool. Yeah. And you go and you win the dang thing. And then now you're like, oh, shoot, now I got to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you ever like, um, not intimidated, but you know, you look at some of these guys that you were wrestling and like beating, you know, I mean, I think you beat Eric Thompson. I mean, these guys had all these accolades and here's John Helgerson from West Union, Iowa, yeah. beating them and going toe to toe with Steve Mako. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think at that point in my career, I, I wanted my, you know, I was confident and I, I was ready to take them on, you know, yeah. I was expecting to win at that, at that point in my career. So yeah. Um, I think, uh, Eric Thompson was the first match I had freestyle. Oh, what a, what a way, what a way to start. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, I remember the, our first exchange, we got to the out of bounds and I'm like, Oh, I can't go out of bounds. So I tried to like lat drop him. And I end up giving up three. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, why don't you just step out of bounds and give him a point? You know, <laughs> not the end of the world if you give him a point. You know? mm-hmm. It was just kind of those things I wasn't, you know, freestyle savvy yet. And mm-hmm. it's okay to give up a point if you don't give up three, you know? Yeah. After all the time. <laughs> yeah. After your success, you know, what'd you get beat in the quarters? You went two and two at the Olympic trials, you know? Yeah. Um, did you ever think about continuing on the senior circuit? Um, not a whole lot. No, yeah. no, cause I didn't, I didn't really know where to go from there. I wouldn't, I don't, I'd have to like find a club or yeah. do something like that or, but no, wasn't, wasn't on the forefront of my mind. No. Yeah. Um, and you also wore your, your high school singlet. Is that right? When you were wrestling? And was it the last chance call qualifier? No, I think then I had some freestyle singouts I borrowed from oh, a buddy. Okay. And um I remember Byron taking me his red Iowa singlet. Nice. Yeah. But I wore my high school stuff at Midlands, my oh, year Midlands. Yeah. Midlands, I got my high school coach give me some high school singlets and I was just pressing nice. those at Midlands. Nice. You yeah. guys had some pretty slick singlets. At least I, I thought so anyway, yeah. back in the day, you know. You guys were kind of like Iowa. I just had the same loose but <laughs> Yeah, co- yeah, coincidence, you know. Yeah. No, I, I mean, and, and our warm-ups were just like Don Bosco's, so it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to talk to my You guys got some gold singlets for the final singlets, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll have to talk to my uncle about that, so – um how did you end up at northern illinois um just kind of a they reached out to me be like hey we're looking for a a big guy coach i just want to know if you're interested so i'm like yeah drove down there took the tour interviewed stuff like that and yeah they reached out to me and asked me if i was interested and that's how it started how long were you there like four or five years four years yep four years yep so was that? Uh, it was great man um i was got my master's in that time nice. so 
kind of did like two or three classes every semester and took me like three years to graduate, but got my master's and coached for four years and got to see a lot of the country, you know, New yeah. York, Florida, Arizona. We went all over the place. It was a super cool experience for sure. Yeah. Went to the, um, what's that freestyle tournament out in like Akron, Ohio every year, like the, Oh yeah, for the world team, like I forget what it's called. Yeah, kind of off-season stuff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a super cool experience. Did you ever sure. think you were going to be coaching? Um, yeah, because I graduated from Warburg. I'm like, what do I do now? You know, <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you yeah. supposed to find one of these jobs everyone talks about? <laughs> 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 yeah, I just kind of um by default started coaching at Warburg and then um yeah kind of just fell into it really mm-hmm. yeah well what was that process like after after wrestling like because I feel like athletes all athletes go through that like what now <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah what did um, you think I was uh so I was coaching at Warburg and I was working for a insurance company people's insurance in Waverly I was doing that. I was like a customer service type of guy. So I was my first job. I was super stressed out. I'd go eat lunch in my car. I'd go take a nap. I'd like, I just, I can't be an adult. Right? <laughs> you know, so I was super stressed out there getting yelled at from customer service point of view. And then Northern Illinois called me up like, Hey, you want to coach full time? I'm like, that sounds better than what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I was just too young for that type of job. I think, you know, a year or two later, I would have walked in that job and really, you know, done a lot. I think I've matured a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. on my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it was no brainer. Like you want to coach wrestling full time? I'm like, yeah. You want to get a free master's? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Do you ever think you'll get back into it? Yeah. Um, you know, we, I got a baby boy on the way in December. Mm-hmm. So I think once my kid gets a little older, I'll, I'll be back into coaching, getting mm-hmm. him into it for sure. Yeah. Where, where exactly do you live then in the, in the Des Moines area? Did you say you live more closer to Newton? Yeah. So we lived in Newton for a few years and we just moved about 15 minutes South. We're out in the country. So oh, I'll say okay. the, the Newton area, right between Pella and Newton. Okay. You know, Southeast Polk is probably 25 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So they got a good kids program there. So kind of options for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I noticed your favorite movie is Dumb and Dumber. Is it still your favorite movie? Uh, yeah, it's up there for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a classic, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what are your favorite kind of parts of that movie? the whole movie is so good (laughs) i like when he's driving and the the cops pulling him over you know and he's like pull over (laughs) and i think it's lloyd is like no it's harry no it is lloyd i think he's like it's a cardigan but thanks or something (laughs) pulls him over oh i thought that was funny and then they hand him the beer of piss and yeah I like the part where they have the um the worm farm and then the guy knocks on my car and 
<laughs> kills their bird and then he sells the bird to the blind kid <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah and he's like did you pay the gas bill <laughs> or something <laughs> oh, uh, you know <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> uh yeah good stuff what what would be your other favorite movie if that's not your favorite one i don't know i'm kind of like into like um you know thrillers are like mind you know ah, mind. yeah like fight club's like a classic like <laughs> mind screw you know <laughs> that's my favorite movie of all time it's fight club I, yeah well, yeah i've probably seen that 15 times oh so, yeah yeah so that's kind of movies i'm into now yeah all right well yeah we can wrap up here i just i appreciate you sitting down chatting with me or this early in the morning you know yeah no problem on a, on a tuesday yeah. You know? <laughs> unless you're skipping out on work then you're welcome i guess now, this is like the only day it works because i start at 10 30 today oh really seven so i have Ooh. all morning off so this worked out perfect yeah awesome well yeah good luck to your wife hopefully you know nice safe delivery there you know and yeah. congratulations on the on the baby boy so yeah. any any names or are you keeping them a secret i think it's a secret for now <laughs> john helgerson <laughs> jr yeah, I I watched for that pretty hard. <laughs> oh, JJ John Jr. Hey, yeah, he wasn't into it though. Oh well, you got my vote, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you um? I I guess I should ask. Do you do you get back to West Union often? Is there much of a connection there? Yeah. Um. My dad still lives there. You know, my mom passed away about five years ago, but my dad's still up there, and uh, we just had a baptism for my brother's kid, and. I was up there for the county fair and oh. I try to get back five, six times a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Fayette County Fair. Cool. Do you go to the races often? I don't, but mm-hmm. I probably would now. So I think they're pretty cool, but yeah. Um, it's a three hour drive, so I don't get back too often. Right. My my favorite place in West Union, and it probably might be, you know, I think it might be a fan favorite, but the barrel. I like yeah. going to the barrel drive in. Yeah, the drive-in. Come to your oh. car window and <laughs> get those malts and yes, yeah. Malts are like a bucket of ice cream. They're so big. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, yes. Did, did you work? Where'd you work in high school? Did you work anywhere, or did you guys live on a farm? Um, I did live on a farm, but we didn't have too many chores. We just had beef cattle. Okay. I worked on a, I worked on a pig farm, um, like five six miles away. Mm-hmm. I was doing that for a little bit. Just it's a big. Uh, I had 1,500 hogs in these buildings. Dang. Okay. Yeah. So we just, you know, breed them and sell the the baby pigs, and yeah, that was my job in high school. Nice just feeding pigs, power washing, uh, processing the little pigs, giving them shots, and clipping their tails and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah, that was my gig. Cool. <laughs> all right well yeah again just thanks for sitting down and chatting with me yeah talking about your journey it was awesome you know yeah yeah i appreciate you having me on love to see you know northeast iowa guys go on to have some some big time success yeah it was always fun keeping tabs you know especially wrestling is such a small world you kind of know i mean if you're wrestling you kind of follow everyone that you know Mm-hmm. for years so small world yeah thanks for chatting here and 
talk about your experience. I think it's great. Yeah. You know, coming Absolutely. from starting wrestling in seventh grade, you know, sixth and second, and boom, three time All American. I mean, major yeah. gains, man. It was just crazy to see. And I don't know if you heard, but uh, Byron Tate and I are getting inducted into the Warburg Hall of Fame this fall. Oh. Really, congrats! No, I didn't. I didn't hear that yet. But cool, Warper Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. And going in with one of your teammates—that's got to be pretty. Yeah, pretty cool. That he is going in with me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Someone else going with. So yeah, yeah. that's well. So well, awesome! Congrats. That's. I mean, that's a pretty special club there because Warburg, as you know, you know, is just littered with studs. Yeah. Yeah. It's- pretty awesome honor i really don't know if i would or not but it was a pretty surprise to get the call really so how, how does that work they call you and they're just like you know because you see like in the hall of fame like on football you know they got the guy who comes knocks on your door hey welcome to the hall of fame like is that what they did like john helgerson welcome to the warper hall of fame yeah well i did get a phone call from that director i just hey i just wanted to congratulate on the hall of fame i'm like oh my god no way that's awesome <laughs> Like you didn't get my email. I'm like, no, I didn't get an email. <laughs> you should have got an email on. I'm like, no, this is the first I've heard about it. I'm like, well, cool. Yeah, nice. the phone call. <laughs> Where were you? Where were you when you got the call? Just here at home. Yeah, yeah. I was working at home at the time, and yeah, just got the phone call. So he was like, nice. You didn't know about it. I'm like, no, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. When's the ceremony? Um, October 15th, it was over homecoming weekend at Warburg. So, okay. So it will be, it'll be this upcoming October. Yep. In a month or two or whenever that is. Yep. Nice. What are you going to wear? <laughs> I probably see. I don't know. <laughs> I asked my coach, like, what's the protocol for this? I don't know what. Mm-hmm. Never been in a Hall of Fame before. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, three time All American, you were only a starter for three years. Like, especially a heavyweight, like that's, that's tough. You know, I'm, I'm glad you're getting rewarded for that. You know, yeah, that's, that's, and, and to think back on Wartburg, I mean, how many three-time All-Americans do they have? Like they probably have more than I think, but what I'm getting at is people probably don't get into the lineup that early because of how stacked the teams are every year. Yeah. So it's yeah. probably hard to be a three-time All-American. Yeah. I think there are only a handful, maybe like 10 guys or so. Three-time All-American? I don't need more than that, but mm-hmm. that's my guess. 10 to 15 guys. And you're one of them. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know how that happened. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got real lucky for a long time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Super Blast, that was, you know, I chose wrestling. And Super Blast, that was part of the Warburg program. Definitely changed who I am today. You know, I, I've been shaped and molded by that program. And just the the work ethic and dedication it took to go through that. I think it definitely made me who I am today. So I'm very thankful. Yeah. I was able to go through it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Awesome. If you know, people hearing this, you know, get up to Wartburg October 15th, you know, watch (laughs) you and Byron Tate get inducted, you know, a little ceremony. That'll, that'll be really cool. Yeah. And I'm happy for you. That's going to be awesome. Thank you. Big Bad John. Big John.
Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, John Helgerson, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. I'm happy to announce you can now find the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast on both Amazon Music and Audible, so be sure to check me out on those platforms. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Lastly, don't forget to check out the show notes for more information about the Gear Up campaign and visit their website. Again, that website is national.beatthestreets.org slash let's talk wrestling. Take care and we will see you next time. At the bottom of this mine lies a big, big man. Big John. Big John. Big Bad John Big John